Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, October 2nd, thousand. And 20. It's how do you feel about it Friday? We're talking about the draft. We're talking with John Chick of Locked On Rangers to talk about what the Red Wings got and defenseman Mark Stahl, how they expedited their rebuild outside of signing a 100 point player and getting the number one overall pick in one of the best forward drafts of the decade. Uh, and then we close out the show with some fun, some shenanigans. You know the drill by now. We open it up in that final segment. We can ask each other how we're feeling about anything. And this week is a very special occasion because we are joined by Matt Shook of the Locked On Pistons podcast to uh, crank out some questions. I don't want to give anything away, but it's a lot of fun. And we also, the two of us, appeared on his show yesterday. So go check out Locked On Pistons. Catch our appearances on there. I am your host, Detroit sports writer, Nolan Bianchi. I am here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan, Ethan Smith. I know Ethan's fired up for Heidi Bill. How do you feel about it, Friday? So let's welcome him in. Ethan, how's it going? All right. Thanks for having me in, Nolan. It's always a good time. Happy Friday. Why, why, do, you, why do you mock me so often? You know, it kind of hurts my feelings. I don't care. I know you don't care. That's, that's, that's what hurts my feelings. All right. Well, you know, I, we've, you've known me for a long time, dude. I mean, do you want me to be, I, no, I, I just, have to be I just my want, pure self, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to open it up with the Red Wings portion of this. And, and because the draft is on Tuesday, we're going to keep it to draft related questions. Now we've done a lot of coverage in the past couple of weeks and, you know, starting in August, starting in late July, looking ahead at the draft I would recommend if, if you're trying to play catch up here, if you're trying to figure out what's going on, just go back in our episodes. We got tons of draft prospect profiles, with some of the best scouts in the game today. Uh, and then all, yeah, just check out the past couple of weeks. We've been looking at first round targets, second round targets, uh, potential third round targets. So we've got all the content that you need. Just go back into our uh, catalog and pick out the episode for you. And while you're doing that, be sure to give us a rate, give us a review, subscribe to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. And when you wake up on Monday, you'll have uh, the episode with Tony Ferrari of Dauber Prospects waiting for you when you wake up to do some final draft coverage. Uh, I'm fired up. Ethan, let's, let's get right into it. What do you got for me to kick off? How do you feel about it Friday? How do you feel about Tuesday. Uh, not a big fan of Tuesdays. Uh, for my one of my jobs, that's that's the day my work week starts, and so it's essentially my Monday. I meant for the I, draft. I meant. I hate that. Oh, I meant for the draft. Oh yeah, I guess that would make more sense. Wait, wh- what do you mean? How do I feel about Tuesday? That's just that's way too it, vague of Tues- a question. See Tuesdays, that 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 just therein the, lies the fault of your questioning. It's Tuesdays way too the, vague. Tuesday's the draft. I understand that. What about Tuesday? Why wouldn't you you say, how do you feel about the draft? How do you feel about Tuesday? Excited? What? I mean, what? I mean, that's it. Yeah, how do you feel about it? Well, I'm a little bit nervous, actually. I'm a little bit nervous because you never know what Eisman's going to do. And, you know, 
we always said, you know, believe in Steve, blah, 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 blah. But I just remember when they picked Cider, and I was just like, ah. Yeah. I just, with what Promen said in The Athletic about Ask Oh, yeah, Rav, so, okay, so and explain that. And uh, with... What did he say in The Athletic about Askarov? Well, what he said in The Athletic about Askarov is that he's heard two names from people, and it's Cole Perfetti and Askarov. And if the Red Wings take Askarov higher than Montreal took Carey Price, I will shit a brick, Nolan. But you're a goalie. Wouldn't you love that? You've been, you've been on yeah, the yeah. Askarov train probably harder than most people. I know. I trust me. And I'll never, I'll never not talk about it if it happens. Um, but I just think it's easier to get a goalie through free agency or a trade. We yeah, have talked extensively to, on this yeah. show about how awful it is to sign goalies and free agency and how it never works. Well, out. no, no, no. I mean, like a Grice or something like that. Not a, <sighs> we're not going after Holpe or something. So you want Grice? Grice is going to lead you to a Stanley Cup. Very well, could. <laughs> Anton Kudobin just led Dallas to a cup. All right. I'm just really excited to see what Eisman does. Uh, and that was so. That was kind of one of my my first questions. Uh, it wasn't one of my first questions, but like, I guess just how do you feel about what you think Steve Eisman is going to do? You just asked, pretty much answered that. But I think right now we're at a point where, uh, don't know. I, I realize how much I don't know. Like, would there be anybody? Okay. Like let's lay out this list. Marco Rossi, Cole Perfetti, Jamie Drysdale, Jake Sanderson, uh, Lundell, uh, Alexander Holtz, Lucas Raymond, did I say Jamie Drysdale already? Yep. And Yaroslav Askarov. Outside of Askarov, maybe Jack Quinn. Let's say Jack Quinn too. Outside of Askarov, would any of those guys really, really shock you? Jack Quinn would. Why? Just because I haven't seen him that high up in too many drafts. Yeah, but like he's he's been uh, – there have been some rumblings of him going to Ottawa at five. And like we did our lockdown NHL mock draft the other day, and that's who they selected with their number five pick. But I had heard, I'd seen before that, and I understand that, yes, by and large, Jack Quinn is not rated in that top four, top five conversation, like across most draft boards. But I still don't know that I would be that surprised. I'm not surprised. What, what is that from? Uh, I'm not surprised. It's Connor, uh, Nate Diaz. I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> one of the best lines ever. How, how, well, I guess it's kind of in line with what we're talking about. How do you feel about Steve Eisman finally kind of being on the air and talking to people and also showing a little bit of personality for the first or second time in his tenure? It was good. I was actually kind of thinking that as well. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, Keith Gabe put out a uh, tweet that was, that was scorching Steve Eisenman because he does like the only time we would hear from him is in those word on Woodward uh, interviews that he does with Carly Johnston, which are pretty much just like fluff pieces for the organization where he doesn't really say anything at all. It's just content to put out. Uh, but I liked it. Like he said today, uh, Helene St. James actually closed the press conference with this question, I believe. Uh, but she just kind of asked him about how, or just asked him about the stories that were going around about him, about him not, uh, being necessarily present in these pre-draft interviews, you know, sitting there with the mic muted and the, uh, screen turned off. And then, and then his response was, yeah, I, I was doing yoga and I didn't want to be a distraction. 
So uh, I love it personally. Like if you're not going to, in my opinion, if you're going to be a GM who keeps a tight lip, then I think you should, it, it, it is preferred if you have a little bit of personality to go with that and to have, and to be a little tongue in cheek. Like he was asked from uh, Mike Stone today, 97 won the ticket, what he thinks about Drysdale and Perfetti uh possibly taking them at four and he just like smiled and was like yeah you know i think they're both great players and then it was just silent and then everybody kind of chuckled yeah it's i like it i i don't understand why you got to be so buttoned up all the time like if you're not going to give him anything at least have him a little fun with it yeah exactly especially with how he is you know it's just have some fun with it we've heard stories of how much of a clown he is and how much fun he can be. So I'm sure he's awesome behind closed doors, but that's what makes him a phenomenal GM. This is true. This is true. Uh, how do you feel about the draft order going Lafreniere, Byfield, Stutzla? And, and by how do you feel about it, I mean, what is your confidence level in things actually playing out that way? I'd say 85% certain. 90% yeah. certain that's how it's going to go. I could, I, I'll go 90% certain. That's exactly how it's going to go. I'll keep that little 10% stash to the side, but I mean, I don't really see any other way around that. So I would say 60, uh, my original thought was 60%. And I think I might bump, I, I'm going to bump it up to 70% sure that that's how it's going to go. But I think if you do this, like if you're just thinking out of it purely from a standpoint of if you do this draft seven times or 10 times, I think it comes out that way seven times. But I think there, I think there's still a high chance uh, comparatively for some, for some volatility there. You know, Nolan, you can dream. I mean, I, I guess we really don't know how high up some of these people are and shit like that, but. I don't know. They're just three such great players and they're, and Lafreniere is obviously going one. And then I don't know how you just pass up on two bona fide centers like that. Yeah. That are going to be studs for you. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, well, that wraps up. How do you feel about a Friday? The Red Wings draft edition. We got John Chick from Lockdown Rangers coming up next. Uh, any last thoughts before we, we kind of take it out of the Red Wings uh, draft day scenarios? Um, and we'll do it and we'll we will do a preview show on tuesday we're going to talk to tony ferrari on monday but then tuesday come back and uh do do more of an all-encompassing draft preview so i guess with that in mind yeah see you next week that's about <laughs> it we'll see you actually in the next segment but first we got to talk to you guys i'm not in the next segment about built no i gotta talk to you guys about built go now built go is a new product from the makers of built bar now listen i personally have a wall every day that i hit and it's like two o'clock three o'clock i feel like i just can't go any longer and thanks to Bill Go, I no longer get that feeling because I used to reach for the energy drink and then I would feel good for maybe 30 minutes, 60 minutes, and then I would feel like crap again. But this Bill Go, it's not fake. It's not fake energy like those energy drinks. It's lasting. It's natural. You 
whether it's mental or physical, you can break through your wall with Go every day. It's easy to take in an ounce and a half packages. You can put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. You can put it in your golf bag to power through the back nine, or you can just put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. And I tell you what, if you're somebody who likes to work out after work, which is what I do when I'm like in shape and like going frequently. I always just go right after work. There's no better time to rip this thing when you're on your drive to the gym, you still got your work clothes on and you, you, you pop it or you, you eat it, you consume it about, you know, 15 to 30 minutes before you actually get there. And by the time that I have finished my stretches, I feel like an absolute beast. It combines energy gel with collagen protein that's fast absorbing so it gets into the system quick plus it is easy on the stomach it's loaded with all the good stuff to ignite my work beta alanine b3 honey and a kick of caffeine by a kick of caffeine i mean a hundred milligrams of caffeine now that is more than you will get in a particular energy drink that we will uh that rhymes with ted uh Dole. So nice. use your imagination there and go to BuiltGo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 30% off. 30% off? That's a massive chunk of change at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right. Welcome back, Locked On listeners. This is John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers. We got a special crossover episode as I am joined by Nolan Bianchi of Locked On Detroit Red Wings. Nolan, how are we doing today, buddy? Not too bad, man. How about you? It's a little uh, it's a little early. It's a little early, but I'm getting yeah. going here. I got my coffee. I got my water. You know, we're we're getting we're getting fired up for the day. Kind of the same deal over here, man. It's been a wild week for Ranger fans. You know, we've had the Mark Stahl trade to Detroit. We've had Jack Eichel trade rumors. We've had Henrik Lundqvist being bought out. It's really been wild, and I figure uh, we might we might as well start right there with the Mark Stahl trade. Uh, what was your reaction to uh, hearing about this deal, Mark Stahl and a 2021 second rounder going to Detroit for future considerations? Well, I was a bit surprised, but it, it came as more of like, a, huh, okay, and it, and it was only a surprise because of the fact that I hadn't heard his name kind of being dropped it like uh, all off season, essentially the content that has been put out in the Detroit area because of the fact that there is no playoffs that the draft lottery went the way it did. So it's not like this, this overly insane hype heading into the draft. Instead, most of the stories that go out these days about the Red Wings are just like, Hey, here's the team who the Red Wings can take advantage of for cap space. Here's a player who, or right. here's a contract who the Red Wings might be able to trade for. Uh, and Mark Stahl slash the Rangers were never really included in any of those rumors. So I think I was surprised, but once I immediately heard the terms of the deal, I think to me personally, I was just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's I, and, I, and I like the deal for both sides, frankly. Uh, you know, just pretty much a case of Eiserman buying himself a second round pick, so. Can't really complain about that. What I mean, what is his reputation as far as that is concerned when it comes to being the locker room guy, when it comes to being the veteran, the mentor? What do you hear about him in New York? I mean, he's great. He's very well respected in the locker room. He's one of the few uh, veterans on this team over the past couple of years. He's an alternate captain. He's kind of stuck it out with the Rangers through this rebuild. It's never a lack of effort with Mark Stahl. I think at this point, it's, it's just getting to you know a situation where he's just clearly on the back nine of his career. 
Uh, I will say, I, I don't know, even when he was at his best, he was a very good defenseman for the Rangers. I don't know that he was ever quite the superstar that people made him out to be, but mm. but he did a great job for this team, man. I mean, you saw the Rangers, you know, in the early 2010s or whatever that decade is referred yeah. to. But, I mean, they every year, you know, they were going to the Eastern Conference Finals or deeper, yep. you know, 2014, they go to the Cup Finals. He was a top four defenseman for all of that. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know as well as I do, man, you can't hide your defenseman in this league. And if, if you've got... If you've got problems on the blue line, then it could hinder you from going on those kinds of deep playoff runs. And he was a big part of that. Take nothing away from him. And, you know, again, just a very well-respected guy in that locker room. And I think somebody who maybe doesn't get enough credit for helping the Rangers through this rebuild a little bit because the team is so young. And, again, just one of the few veterans in the room. So I think uh, from that perspective, you'll be very happy with Mark Stahl. Hopefully, uh, for your guys' sake, you know, he can be a solid influence on your locker room and, in particular, the defenseman there. When did that that slide start to happen and kind of what is the place that he's he's in now? Like what or I, I don't even know what I mean, I guess, by the end of that question. But <laughs> I guess when did when did that when did that slide start to happen and uh are there nights where he looks like straight up incompetent or just a bit too slow? Or kind of what's the story on him now compared to what he was? Yeah, so, I mean, I think it was, for the most part, a fairly gradual decline over the last couple of seasons, and then this last year or two is when it really started to get shaky, I guess is the best way I could put it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and over this past season, I mean, he, a little bit up and down, I thought he got off to a rough start, and when he was a healthy scratch, as I mentioned, you know, first time in his 13-year career, I believe it was a game against Tampa Bay, uh, when that happened, I said, you know, on on my own show, this is not unwarranted, because right now, the Rangers have six defensemen that are playing better than Mark Stahl. And so it just is what it is. And it's unfortunate. Like you don't want to see that happen to a good guy like Mark Stahl and a guy who's been there for so long, but you know, facts are facts. You're getting outplayed by six guys. Then you don't have any entitlement to take the ice. Not that he's entitled or anything like that, but I thought when he came back to the team, you know, from being a healthy scratch for a game or two there, I thought he looked a little bit better. I thought he stepped it up a little bit. Um, At this point, you know, I think he is what he is, which is probably a uh, third defense pairing defenseman but Mm -hmm. you know i think the biggest thing that he can offer to a team like the red wings again is probably that veteran veteran leadership so hopefully that works out for you guys do you think that there's any chance and i'm not saying that new york is a bad place to be but do you think that there's (laughs) any chance where this could be a a case of a guy who has been with one team his whole career and and he kind of appears to be like you mentioned on the back nine, but then he gets a little bit of a change of scenery and he has somewhat of a second win. Now I'm not expecting, you know, the second win to be like prime Mark Stahl, but just, I guess, return to a form that was better than it was before last year. Yeah. You know, I touched on that on my podcast a little bit where, you know, he has been with the Rangers for 13 years and he had a full no move clause and he was cool enough to wave it and help the team out. And, you know, I think that goes double, when you realize you're in a trade where you're basically just being given away to another team and you're like, here, you guys pay him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's possible. Hey, maybe he sees this as a fresh start. Maybe he sees this as a new challenge uh, going to a team like the Red Wings. Obviously with the season that the Red Wings just had, uh, there's nowhere to go, but up. And maybe he sees that as a little bit of a challenge, you know, trying to help this franchise turn it around. I think there's a decent chance he ends up getting dealt at the deadline this season yeah. coming up because you know the the red wings will probably just take what they can get for him at that point but uh but yeah i mean it, it's entirely possible you know maybe he gets a, a little bit of a second wind or a third wind or whatever you want to call it and maybe he exceeds expectations on the ice for you guys a little bit this season it's at least possible 
All right, final segment of the day. It's how do you feel about it Friday? We've got Matt Shook with us from the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Matthew was nice enough to allow us on his show yesterday and ramble about the Red Wings, and now it's our turn to return the favor. But we're going to keep it a little more loose. It's how do you feel about it Friday? Anything goes. You can ask any question you want. But first, let's welcome you in, Matt. How's it going, man? Guys, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Big fan. Uh, first time, long time. Or several, I guess, what, third or fourth time, long time. But uh, good yeah. to be here. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so basically, if you haven't listened to this before, you know, we, we did the how do you feel about it regarding the draft, regarding the Mark Stahl trade. And now we get to open up and have a little bit of fun. So anything is on the table now. And I guess the way we should probably, we should probably do a, a good order of this to make sure all of our opinions are heard. Uh, mm-hmm. So I guess when I ask my question, It's important to have orderly debate is what I've yes. learned this week. <laughs> Right, you are. Uh, when I ask the questions, then we'll go Ethan and Matt. When Ethan asks, then we'll go Matt and me. And then when Matt asks, we'll go me and Ethan. Does that I'm glad we clarified you guys? that. Thank you. I that probably won't remember important. that. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Well, just think of it as like uh, you got your wall sitting in a certain. Never mind. Uh, Jeez. Ethan, why don't you kick us off? <laughs> and then Matt respond first, and we'll go from there. Okay. Now, am I asking yeah, just it's... anything? Yeah, this, yeah. This is the part yeah, of we're it. Okay. anything. Part. All right. Well, I mean, um, let's you know, let's let's not ask just anything. Yeah, yeah. Ask a good question. <laughs> um, well, shit. Gotta put asses um, in seats here. All right. Why don't I start it off? I got a good <laughs> one for you guys. How do you feel about a Friday monster truck jam? How do you guys Ooh. feel about it, Ethan? Wow. I'll start with you. Oh, dude, I went to monster truck jam with my dad when I was seven, and it was a blast. <laughs> he forgot to get earplugs so we had to go buy some at the stands before it started and they were like 20 bucks and my dad wasn't happy about it but he bought me popcorn it was a blast i like never, how you told that story with the cadence of a seven-year-old <laughs> i i never did go i never did go to the silver dome for monster truck obviously i saw the commercials with bigfoot pretty much every day of my life as a child but never did go i think the boy scouts went one year maybe the church group went one year uh, certainly skipped all that stuff. So um, I'm going to say neutral on on monster trucks. Uh, it seems like a great time. I feel like I missed out. But I'm also wondering, how did the Silverdome function when you had basically eight Lions games? <laughs> and like, like, I don't know, maybe they had like a weekly monster truck rally. That is, That was an 80,000 seat venue plus. And like, how did that even exist for as long as it did? with that little of things that were going on at the Silver I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just the AstroTurf down there. I have never been to Monster Truck Jam either, but I had tickets this year. I was very, very excited. It was going to be a great time. But guess what the date of Monster Truck Jam was at Ford Field in the year of Christmas our Lord, night. 2020? No. no. March 14th. <laughs> Big night. Is that, that, uh, uh, two days that before the national lockdown was. Oh, <laughs> this, year. Okay. <laughs> this year. Okay. So, super uh, spreader event. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evidently a no go. Not a lot of masks uh, at this point. Yeah. At, at this point in the timeline, uh, Ethan, you're up next. Do you have one yet? Or yeah, 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 yeah. All, right, all right. Um, ice fishing. How do you feel about it? Oh man, I, another thing that I haven't done. So I feel like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, maybe I'm not the right guy to be on a hockey podcast. This does feel very on. No, brand I've never done it either. For a couple of hockey podcasters to talk about ice fishing and monster truck. No offense, but uh, yeah, never done it. 
I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of soft when it comes to the outdoors, not going to lie to you. But uh, from what I hear, it just sounds like you get blackout drunk, and uh, that's pretty much the extent of it. Yeah, and, uh, that sounds it. like a pretty good time. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the same exact camp. I am also not much of uh, an outdoorsy guy myself either, and I'm especially not much of an outdoorsy guy when the activity involves uh, getting there and then waiting. So it's just mm. not really my forte. Yeah, I have you a just... very short attention span. You take a little, like a little tent out. It's like a shanty. And then you just get chairs and you have alcohol. And then you just stare at your rod that's in a hole. And as soon as it bobs, you just pull on it. That's, that's ice fishing. Very exotic activity. <laughs> it, it, it feels like something you're, when you're trying to get away from something, right? Yeah. Like there's yeah. got to be something else going on in your life. Maybe yeah. it's a relationship. Whatever it is, you're just trying to get away from something. Hey, I respect that. Uh, I got one for you guys, and this is kind of an honor of Nolan, who I know is kind of the king of sandwiches in uh, Clinton or Shelby Township, whatever township it is you live in up there. Um, how do you feel about, and as you get older, maybe you'll appreciate this kind of stuff, the low-carb stuff, but like substituting the bread in a sandwich for like a lettuce wrap, like a lettuce wrap. How do you feel about that? I can get down with a lettuce wrap because – the working being the king of sandwiches is the reason why there have been uh, many periods in my life where I've had to forget carbs altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do love sandwiches still at the end of the day. And there are some sandwiches who, where like, it doesn't really take that much away. Mm-hmm. Like there are, there are ones that do and ones that don't, but like if I were to have a burger, I could do with the lettuce wrap. Nice. And if I was in that mindset, but I, I think that it has to be a specific type of sandwich or or burger or something uh yeah yeah that's pretty much where i stand on it would never do it like willingly i would have to be like following some rules right yeah um you know i've never watched what i've eaten in my entire life must be nice so this is yeah this is just never this has never come Except across my bars. mind <laughs> yeah built bars definitely they're <laughs> <laughs> The built goes was that what it's called now? Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, I got product. those delivered to my house. I cannot mm-hmm. wait to get into those. But oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, pizza at twelve, pizza rolls at twelve thirty. I mean, it's that's just kind of where I'm at. But yeah. uh, <laughs> perhaps one day, good place I mean, to be. Yeah, once once I start ballooning up, I, I'm I fully plan on being that guy. But as of right now, I'm just gonna roll the dice yeah it's a necessity as you get older so unfortunately you're gonna probably get into it at some point but yeah i I think nolan was right that some sandwiches you need that like good rye bread Mm -hmm. but some sandwiches like you can probably get away with uh, all right uh Silver Linings Playbook, the 2012 (laughs) blockbuster starring jennifer lawrence and bradley cooper how do you feel about it ethan um i've i saw it um I liked it. I you didn't honestly, love it. I liked it. I liked it. Um, I wouldn't say it was a top twenty movie I've ever seen, um, but I like Jennifer Lawrence. So, yeah, I liked this movie. I feel like it, it's in that category. I don't know if it's quite guilty pleasure, but it's maybe more like I liked it, and I realized that I'm not cool because I liked it right that's it's not like, true no that's not well, true I, I think that there's like cool I, think, I, think, I love that movie i think like it's <laughs> <laughs> both debatable but i think that if you see like the the cool people on twitter it's probably one of those movies that's like 
you are super lame if you like this. And I'll tell you another one that is like that, where it's like, this is a movie that was, it was clearly liked pretty well at first, like critic wise, but now it's like a punchline. It's a complete punchline. And I fell for it at the time. I have not seen it since I saw it in theaters. So I don't know how I'd feel about it today, but it's the movie Crash. How did you get, did, I mean, uh, I never saw that. Crash? it was like, it was, it won awards. It may have won the Oscar for Best Picture. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it did. But like cool guy Twitter, it's totally like, you know, tone deaf in terms of like its racial perspectives and stuff like that. But I remember as like a white dude from the suburbs being like, yeah, yeah, kind of nailed it right there. Huh. That's all yeah, I got. I've, I've never seen that one. Uh, going back to Silver Linings Playbook, though, I would say it's definitely in my like top tier of romantic comedies. And now uh, I love a good romantic comedy and I especially love a good romantic comedy when I am hungover. It is a tradition of mine uh, when I'm, when I'm not feeling so well in the morning Mm -hmm. due to uh, alcohol related symptoms that I will watch a romantic comedy because it starts out and you don't feel very good and you're kind of sleepy and you got like the McDonald's sitting over. Yeah. McDonald's um, Coke, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, you know, the story goes on and you kind of get into it and you get, you know, you, you, you lose yourself in this love <laughs> that you're watching. And then, you know, you have the big the blow up right before going into the third act and then you're devastated, but you're fully into it and and that's how you know you're you're kind of gonna be okay because you're distracted by the pain of something else and then when it all comes together in that final scene you're just uplifted and you feel great and you're ready to go about your day yeah, get a pizza after that too right yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> uh ethan you're next uh nascar how do you feel about it? Oh, man. Uh, not a fan. I don't know. Like, I'm just not a car guy. I know that's sacrilegious to say here in the uh, the Motor City, but I'm just not a NASCAR guy. Here's my thing. Okay, so I didn't like it. I went to college, and it was like, okay, you want to be a sports writer? You have to learn NASCAR because this is the, the big thing, the next big thing, the, the fifth major, maybe the fourth major sport. Apologies to the NHL people out there. But – uh, I just, it's going to be the big thing. You have to learn it. I know you don't. And I said, no, no, I'm not going to learn it. I'm not going to care. I'm not going to care. And I feel like I won that long game. I've been a sports writer for a long time. I've never had to care about NASCAR. I, uh, what's funny about this question, Ethan, and this is a, a little telepathy going on here. I deleted in place of monster truck jam. I originally had the NASCAR video games. I don't like NASCAR, but I do love those NASCAR video games from like 2002, 2003 that you played on like PlayStation 2 because you could just turn off the yellow flags and then just whip a Yui on the first lap and then just spend the entire race just blowing people up. It was so, it was, the, the physics of it were perfect. Like you would, you would hit a couple cars and then one would literally go like hundreds of feet in the air. And uh, it was insane. And just the best time. And it was the best when they got to like three or four cars left that you were trying to get out of there. And it was tough because, you know, you actually had to hit them head on. You couldn't just kind of close your eyes and hit a bunch of cars. So there's a little bit of <laughs> skill to it once it got on. It was like higher difficulty. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, finish this up here. How do you feel about it Friday? Last question of the day. We've got Matt Shook here with the Lockdown Pistons podcast. I'm, first off, I'm detecting a theme with all these categories. I want to nominate you guys for the, the most Caucasian podcast in the Lockdown 
besides Michigan. Yo, fruit. you know what we did last week? We did cider mills and ant farms. I mean, silver linings. <laughs> like, this is the most Caucasian thing I have ever heard in my life, and I love it. And I'm going to keep this theme going with the, uh, <laughs> the Caucasian theme here. And that is, in honor of the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup, there were some local connections with the state of Michigan. So um, the video coordinator and also one of the assistant coaches uh, spent some time coaching some college hockey in the city of Big Rapids. Big Rapids, how do you feel about it? I have never been. Okay. I, uh, I, I get it confused with all the other Rapids in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I have no idea where it is. If, <laughs> it's the, if it's you, the big one. The big one. If you told me it was in the thumb, I would say, oh, okay. If you told me it was in the UP, I would say, oh, okay. Somewhere between know... those two. Somewhere between those two. <laughs> well, there's, like, there's Grand Rapids, Cedar Rapids, and I don't know where Cedar Rapids is either. I don't uh, know of a Cedar Rapids, but I'll take your word for it. Maybe it's in a different state. I don't know. But I've I thought that was a it. part in Cedar Point. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Oh, it's in Iowa. Never mind. Yeah, okay. Iowa. Okay. Oh, boy. So we gotta, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll say incomplete. We'll say incomplete for Nolan. <laughs> Ethan, do you have Big Rapids? Ferris State um, University. I know it's by Masty oh, National Forest. Yes. Um, I couldn't tell you, you know, quite frankly, what, like, why I, I've never Shit been there. there. You know, it really definitely seems like it'd be a really good place to visit. It's a little chilly. Mm-hmm. It's a bit up there. Um, the cost of living is <laughs> extremely low. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's about median home cost is one one hundred thousand, basically just over one hundred and ten thousand dollars, which mm-hmm. isn't bad. That would be pretty cool. Um, club life is pretty good. Um, <laughs> Shamrock, <laughs> you know, Sawmill Saloon. I mean, I've heard of that. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's got nothing could... on Cedar Rapids. Uh, <laughs> What what's the population? Because because uh, CR where where I rep, uh, <laughs> one hundred and thirty three thousand deep. Oh no, there's no way Big Rapids has that. No big. way, dude. Yeah, big Rapids, you're looking at about two. T- yeah, like I don't know. It, All right, that's, in that's during the school year. Yeah. Two thousand eighteen, ten thousand three hundred and ninety five. Yeah, so uh, yeah, a, a tenth, less than a tenth. Yeah, so I was basically crowdsourcing you guys. I went to college at Central. So that's like a 40 minute drive down 20. I actually yep. never went there either. I never went there. <laughs> I lived in Mount Pleasant for four and a half years because I always thought of it as like a poor man's Mount Pleasant. And to be honest, I was pretty bored most of the time when I was in Mount Pleasant. So I can imagine. What's the colors? Like they kind it's of. The same colors. Yeah. It's yeah. The, the exact same like color scheme and the, the Bulldogs. I guess they, if they were better at hockey, I probably would have gone to like one of those hockey games, but they, they got better after I left college. So. That was uh, a bust of a category, I'd say. I fig- I thought you guys would have at least a story, a friend who went to Ferris, but uh, I guess I kind of... I did, out. but, like, every time I got invited there, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm busy. Yeah, what is that, like a three-hour drive to go to some place I've never to this, heard of before? The no cider mill and watch Silver Linings Playbook tomorrow, so... Yeah, and I got <laughs> I got to clean my ant farm, so... <laughs> You know how it goes. Uh, thanks Keep so much for <laughs> thanks so much for joining us today, Matt. Thank you for tuning in to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We'll be back on Monday with Tony Ferrari of Dauber Prospects. Going to be doing some last minute draft updates. You're not going to want to miss that. So rate, review, subscribe, Matt. 
What can people expect from you on the Lockdown Pistons podcast going forward? We have a great new series from Brother Brian once a week called the Almost Legend Series, where he gives us the lowdown on guys like Adrian Dantley, guys like Kelly Trapuca, uh, guys like Jerry Stackhouse that you know about, you've heard of, but he kind of gives you the, the next level story. We're filling the airwaves these days with content during the off season of off seasons here. And Brother Brian is doing a great job with it. And uh, check it out. Uh, that's the highlight of what we got going on these days. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I'm sure we will cross paths soon, and we will see you, all of you listeners, on the other side of this weekend. Stay safe. Don't do anything crazy because we got a big week coming up. We'll see you back here, same time, same place. It's your team every day.